It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Armed with a strong cup of coffee and a lot of opinions about the Oklahoma City Thunder, I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Welcome to the July 9th episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Hold on, let me take a sip here. <sighs> that hits the spot. <laughs> that hits the spot. By the way, if you happen to run a coffee shop or you're doing artisan coffee, we would love for you to be a sponsor because I promise I will drink your product on the air and give it the best recommendation I can possibly give, as only a professional broadcaster can, to the masses and let them know why they should be drinking your coffee versus what I am drinking now, which is a a cup of Folgers, which is really good, by the way, some really dark... uh, Dark full-bodied coffee, some specialty coffee they put out. But I'd love to drink your coffee, so I'm just putting that out now. And you can contact you can contact us at uh, LockedOnSports.com. I think we've got a... You can go to LockedOnSports.com. There's a contact button. You can get in touch with David Locke, and we'd be more than glad to help you out. Plus, we're really good with men between the ages of uh, 18 and 45. So we're all good. We've got that pocket demo for you now. Let's talk some Oklahoma City Thunder basketball. In segment number one, I have been fully against Carmelo Anthony leaving the Oklahoma City Thunder despite that $28 million price tag for lots of reasons. But as the chatter goes on about where Carmelo Anthony may end up, I become even more convinced of that opinion. So it's an opportunity for you to tell me how crazy I am Plus, we'll talk about Hamadou Diallo stealing the show at the um, second game of the the, uh, Summer League for the Oklahoma City Thunder and talk about what we can expect from him, uh, Deontay Burton, and some of the other Thunder players that we saw in the first couple of games of Summer League. In segment number two today, we'll talk about Brooke Lopez, who is now signing with the Milwaukee Bucks, which I think is a great signing for them. It's another one of those signings that the Thunder missed out on, and ultimately, in my opinion, will come to regret not going a little bit harder after Brooke Lopez. Just And, and I'll explain all that coming up in segment two. And in segment number three, I am convinced, again, I was convinced about Carmelo Anthony, I'm now convinced that Ennis Canner, at some point in his career, is coming back to Oklahoma City. And more than ever, after reading Eric Horn's article today, I'm not going to give away the entire article because, one, I don't like to steal people's work. Unless, of course, that person is named um, Mike Reiner. 
at the ticket in Dallas. But I also think Eric Horn worked very hard on that, and I think you would do yourself a great disservice by not going and reading everything that Eric Horn wrote at NewsOK.com. So all that's coming up today on LockedOnThunder.com. My name is Eric G. I did radio in Oklahoma City for a while. We may have some news coming up a little bit later in the year about more radio in Oklahoma City, and I'll just leave it at that because I don't want to jinx anything that's possibly going on. Um, I did a lot of Thunder pre-games and post-games, mainly post-games. I've covered the team for five years, and it's been an absolute joy. And if you like my handiwork and would like to hear more of it and see more of it, you can always go to LockedOnThunder.com. Let's get started here on the Locked On Thunder podcast and talk about Carmelo Anthony. As you know, this weekend news came out that Carmelo Anthony and the Oklahoma City Thunder will be parting ways, and nobody in Oklahoma City is sadder than I am about that situation because I really do like Carmelo Anthony. I've said that a million times, so enough with that. But I am now more convinced that this is a bad deal for Oklahoma City to let this guy go. And I understand, talk to me till you're blue in the face. Sam Presti can talk to me till he's blue in the face. I get it. For what he put out last year and where the Thunder were and where they might have been paying the highest luxury tax in the history of the NBA, I understand the financial ramifications of it. I, I totally get it. But you're also losing a guy that gave you 16 points per game last year. And now the talk, and this is very dangerous, now the talk is is that he's probably going to end up in Houston or he's probably going to end up in Los Angeles. We've already said this on the Locked on Thunder podcast, and I know I've got a bad habit of referring to past podcasts, but part of that is I want you to go back and listen to those past podcasts because I'm a little greedy. But we've, we've said it before. You're not only losing 16 points, but if you're the Lakers and you're the Rockets, there's no incentive to trade for this guy, especially if the Thunder can release him and stretch him and pay the majority of that contract. You now can get him for essentially pennies on the dollar and Carmelo Anthony can come into your fold. You don't have to give up anything significant for him. No future draft picks, no players in the G League, no guys on your bench that could possibly help Oklahoma City. You can just wait the thunder out, let Carmelo Anthony clear waivers, and then you sign the guy. And that's dangerous. And in my opinion, that is ex- that is extremely dangerous because what if, we know that Carmelo Anthony was not happy here in Oklahoma City from his role standpoint here with the thunder. And he wanted to take on a much different role than what the Thunder envisioned for him, which a lot of that had to do with cutting down on his minutes and playing more Jeremy Grant. I get that. You're developing Jeremy Grant. I still say Carmelo Anthony in the clutch is a guy that I want on the court because of what his past is. And even if it wasn't good this year, I have to think muscle memory kicks in and Carmelo Anthony can still be a very clutch player. Go with me this for a second. You might be happy that Carmelo Anthony's leaving and the Thunder aren't going to have to pay that luxury tax and that also frees them up to possibly go out and sign someone else, but there's just not a lot out there on the free agent market that the Thunder can obtain to replace Carmelo Anthony with. And now Carmelo Anthony may go to Houston. He may go to Los Angeles. Both of these teams are in the Western Conference. Both of these teams the Thunder are going to play throughout the year and may end up seeing in the playoffs And he might be happy. 
And he might get back to his old self. And he just might perform for the Lakers. And he just might perform for the Rockets. He's really good friends with Chris Paul. He's really good friends with LeBron James. And a happy Carmelo Anthony is a very dangerous Carmelo Anthony. And the last thing I want to see is that the Thunder got rid of a guy that was once a superstar. I don't think you can call Carmelo Anthony a superstar now. And I've seen some tweets about how cool it was to have a guy of that caliber play in Oklahoma City, and that I I do not disagree with. But he's not a superstar now. But if he is performing at a level better than what last year was, and I have often felt whether Carmelo Anthony was here or someplace else, he was going to be better than what he was last year. How much damage could he do to the Thunder when he gets his opportunity? And not just in a head-to-head situation, but if Carmelo Anthony is good and he propels the Rockets to the number one seed over the Golden State Warriors or he propels the Los Angeles Lakers to somewhere between the fifth and sixth seed and the Thunder aren't as good as we think they're going to be and the Thunder are fighting it out with the Lakers, does Carmelo Anthony's presence make a one or two game difference with the Lakers that puts them a slot or two ahead of the Oklahoma City Thunder. All these are things that Sam Presti has got to consider. Now, Carmelo Anthony also has to be willing to take on any role that he is asked to take on, not just by Oklahoma City, but by any other team. And I do wonder, even though the report is out there that Carmelo Anthony's parting ways, and I can't think that it's going to be any other any other way, is that if Carmelo's going to end up in Houston, if he's going to end up in Los Angeles, is possibly Sam Presti rethinking a decision to let him go. And I have to think, what I have to think is those terms were agreed upon and Carmelo Anthony said, look, I'm going to opt into the contract. I don't want to play here. I know you don't want me here. So here's how we can work things out. And Sam Presti just verbally agreed to that. And I don't think Sam Presti's a guy that would ever go back on his word once he promised it to someone. And maybe it's just a situation where Carmelo's not happy here and the Thunder are granting him his wish to get out. And then he goes someplace else and he becomes a very good player for them or at least a guy that contributes and can be deadly down the stretch. This just, this worries me. This is starting... And maybe it's my own paranoia. It's starting to sort of feel like, what are, what are the Thunder doing here? Is this the right move? It all seems good. It all seems so planned out. And we're all 100% certain that wherever Carmelo Anthony goes, that he's going to be as bad as he was last year or even worse than he was last year. And that bad was still, again, 16 points. But it's going to work out in the Thunder's advantage. And I'm just, now I'm, I'm starting to worry that, that, that that's not the case. So R, just as you celebrate the leaving of Carmelo Anthony, and maybe you're one that didn't go out and buy the Carmelo Anthony jersey, and you think that the getting this, this contract just off the books is a great thing. Remember, he can still do some damage when motivated. And a guy of that skill level, motivated, might be just one of the most dangerous players in the Western Conference. No matter what his role is, if he's just hitting some timely shots, he could be dangerous not only for Oklahoma City, but everybody else in the West. Summer League is here for the Oklahoma City Thunder. They are now 1-1 with a game coming up at 2.30 Central Time today against the Toronto Raptors. 
That game can be seen on NBA TV. If you're at work, sit your DVR just as I am sitting my DVR because I will be at work at that time. And then I'll come back and not only watch that, but the other two games as well. Early impressions of what the Thunder are throwing down at Summer League. Hamadou Diallo stealing the show against the Brooklyn Nets, especially with that baseline jam that he had that looked like he might actually overrun the basket and go too far. But this kid is showing off some tremendous athletic ability. He's having a a great Summer League, or at least a one-game good look in Summer League. Some of the other guys that are looking good in Summer League right now, the uh, Thunder... Um, getting a lot from Deontay Burton from Iowa State, signing him to a two-way contract. He was in double figures the other day. Uh, Dakari Johnson has looked good. Terrence Ferguson has looked good. Uh, Pressy has looked good. And Daniel Hamilton are all making impressions now. But this is where the word of caution comes because it is summer league. And it's sort of like recruiting, getting jacked up about five-star recruits, seeing them perform in an all-star game or at the high school level and not seeing them play at college and then watching them have a hard time adjust. I expect Dakari Johnson to dominate in Summer League. I expect Terrence Ferguson to not to dominate in Summer League. And Deontay Burton, a guy who was the Korean Basketball League Player of the Year, I expect him to have a good Summer League. Ferguson and Johnson, we know that they need to approve. And I didn't realize Dakari Johnson... Four years now in the Summer League. Four years playing for the Summer League. Makes me want to root for him more. Because guys, I am a big fan of guys that that have to pay their dues and work on their game constantly and are that work in progress. And even if you get down on them, they just keep coming back time and time again. I do believe Dakari Johnson can contribute for the Oklahoma City Thunder, even with the presence of Nerlens Noel being on the bench. Although, if you're Dakari Johnson, show what you can because if the Thunder don't have that thought, some other team might have that thought. We know Terrence Ferguson is eventually going to be good. As far as Hamadou Diallo goes and Kevin Hervey and uh, Devon Hall, give them time. Let these guys come in to training camp and show what they can do. If they can do it during NBA competition, then that's when we buy in. The Summer League's great. But I just have a hard time getting too excited about any of these guys when they play because so many of the guys that they're playing against won't be in the association. It makes me not... I I don't want to go overboard on somebody's performance. But Hamadou Diallo's great and I'm waiting now for the sequel coming up at 2.30 this afternoon versus the Toronto Raptors. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G, your gracious and humble host. And coming up in segment number two... The Thunder are going to totally regret letting this guy get away. We'll tell you who it is next. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. 
J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We're here enjoying a uh, cup of coffee this fine Monday morning, July 9th. It's the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. What was that Kevin Nealon skit? (laughs) Was it Coffee Talk? Was that the name of it on set? Boy, that is an old Saturday Night Live reference. Yeah, if you're into SNL and you know all about Coffee Talk, then uh, yeah, you're you're like me. You're showing your age. Today we're sitting here drinking Folgers Crystals, which is kind of what I felt like at the beginning of the show. And now that I can't say Folgers Crystals, um, it makes me wonder, maybe... Hey, maybe if you've got an artisan vodka distillery, we would love to sponsor you here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. I could drink your vodka during the podcast or your your microbrews. I'm more than glad to drink that, especially as we get into the season. And this usually ends up during the season becoming more of an afternoon podcast than it does a morning podcast. But uh, certainly we can have some fun. Drunk Thunder Talk with Eric G. You think my opinions are crazy now? Wait till you hear me. Uh, with a little alcohol in my system. The Thunder are going to totally regret. Just mark this down. Because this can only go one of two ways. I'm either going to be 100% right on this, or I'm going to be totally wrong, and you're going to be able to throw it back in my face and have some fun with it throughout the season. But the Thunder are going to totally regret letting Brooks Lopez, or Brook Lopez, go to the Milwaukee Bucks. And what are the, I looked at the signing for uh, Brooke Lopez, and it wasn't like it was this just overly tremendous contract that that the Nets rung him up to. Um, it was uh, I, I can't remember. Yeah, three point one year, three point three million. There it is. One year, three point three million dollars. You're telling me the Thunder couldn't have afforded that. Here's the comparison between Nerlens Noel and Brooke Lopez. And what drives me crazy about this is the fact that the Thunder always say they, they value three-point shooting and they want to spread it out and they want to compete with Golden State. One, Nerlens Noel only played in 30 games last year. Yeah, that's it. 30 games. It's all he gave the Oklahoma City Thunder. Brooke Lopez... Played for 74 with the Los Angeles Lakers. Nerlens Noel averaged 15 minutes per game. Brooks Lopez, 23 minutes per game. Brooks Lopez averaging for his career 18 points per game and then 13 points per game with the Los Angeles Lakers. And as I uh, go here and pull up the uh, stats... For Nerlens Noel, I can t- already tell you now that the points were not anywhere even remotely close to that. And yeah, I know this. I know this is great podcasting here, great radio, as I used to say, as I kind of thumb through the computer, getting all this. Yeah, Nerlens Noel, four points per game and six rebounds per game. And we know that Brooks, we know that Brook Lopez can actually step from beyond the arc and give you another guy to account for from on the floor. I want nothing from the best from Nerlens Noel. And next to a Raymond Felton jersey, which I want desperately, 
I am probably going to put a Nerlens Noel one in the closet to go right there with the Carmelo Anthony one that I have. But, uh, which, by the way, I'm, I'm trying to collect guys that are leaving the Thunder. All right, I go. But all this to being said, as much as I want Nerlens Noel to be good, this is the first time I have ever felt that a guy was out there that the Thunder could get, should get, went along with the philosophy. Because that's always been the one, th- one thing that I've had an issue with since I've come back to Oklahoma is that guys moan and complain about people that the Thunder don't trade for. And trades are very tricky because, hey, the other team's got to agree and the Thunder have got to want to give up players for said player. And free agents, well, why don't you go and get him? Well, what are they signing for? What are they doing? This was one year, $3.3 million. This was also a guy that the Thunder, in conversations that Billy Donovan has had during pregame about how they not only value the three-point shot, but they want us, they want big guys who can shoot the three. And this was also a guy that the Thunder were rumored to be trading for. He was there for the taking, much like DeAndre Jordan was there for the Mavericks to get. And I understand lust can come and go. You see a player, you may want him one year, and then a few years down the road, maybe he just doesn't fit with what your offensive or defensive philosophy is, or maybe you've changed coaches or GMs. I get it. But none of that's changed with the Oklahoma City Thunder. And for one year, $3.3 million, Brooks Lopez is a better player than Nerland Snowell. I could always be wrong on this, though. And if I am, I... (laughs) I not only reserve the right to be wrong, but I give you free reign to just torch me at G-E-E-H-S-O. And um, I still don't think Sam Presti's done. I mean, going back to the whole Carmelo Anthony deal, the one thing that I've got to keep in mind is, even as I'm saying this to you, is that Sam Presti has been very good at pulling some big-time deals off in the last two years with Oklahoma City especially when we thought this team might be stuck or it might be going through a down period. So as I criticize the Noel signing and not the signing of Brooke Lopez, and as I worry about Carmelo Anthony getting away and going someplace in the West, I have to remember, in Sam we trust, and he has a tendency to to surprise, go outside the box and pull some sort of miracle off. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, whenever you're listening, be it morning, afternoon, or at night. And coming up next, I'll tell you why I'm 100% convinced now more than ever that Ennis Canner will be back as a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder before the end of his career. We'll have that here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Always remember, if you want more podcasts, from local experts on the biggest stories or even outsiders like myself that are just full of opinions, you can go to LockedOnSports.com and we've got a podcast for every Major League Baseball, Major League Basketball, Major League Baseball, NFL, and NBA basketball team. It's all right there at LockedOnSports.com and thanks to uh, David Locke 
the owner and proprietor of the Locked On Podcast Network, and we're just continuing to get bigger and better and growing as the days go on. Ennis Canner, mark this down, July 9th, 9.15 in the morning is when it's being recorded Central Time. Ennis Canner will retire as a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder. In fact, I'll go so far as to say is Ennis Canner won't even have to sign the one-day contract to retire as a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder that he will play at least, at least another two or three seasons in Oklahoma City. Why do I say that? Well, one, you need to read Eric Horn's article today at News OK. And I'm not going to give you, I'll give you some of the highlights but I'll leave enough out where I think you you need to go and read the quotes. Like I'm not I'm not I don't want to go into the quotes because I don't want to steal Eric's material. And one, he worked. I always think writers work very hard getting this information, getting it, and I want to see their articles get read and I want to see them be successful. I just I I tend to root for everybody in this business because it's it, it's hard. It's hard to make it in this business. Um, but Eric Horn, very talented writer mentions that Ennis Canner comes back to Oklahoma. He's holding camps. And as he was greeted outside Will Rogers Airport, there was a Thunder fan that suggested he visit Poto. So, and I think it's today. I don't know if it's this Monday or last Monday. Ennis Canner told the, told the fan that he would. So it takes a flight from Oklahoma City to Dallas instead of just driving to Poto. Takes a flight from Oklahoma City to Dallas. Goes to Fort Smith, Arkansas, then drives the 40 minutes to go out and see it. And he continues to come back here, and he continues to have basketball camps. And he hangs out with the current mayor of Oklahoma City, telling people that they should or should not have left the game um, when the Utah Jazz was in town. He comes back and comes back to see that game and support Stephen Adams and wears the Stash Brother jersey. He's just a guy that was very appreciative of the Thunder for trading for him, getting him out of a bad situation in Utah. And the fans have treated him fantastic. The organization's treated him fantastic. In fact, here's Steven Adams talking about Ennis Canner coming back from earlier this year. Or actually, after that game. After that game with the Jazz, here's Steven Adams talking about that. Nothing at all. I hate that. <laughs> He's come back. Now, honestly, it's good that he actually, um, it's good that he came out. I mean, all the boys were happy to see him. Um, yeah, but you know, his short spurts with him, you know, short spurts. <laughs> yeah. I think this place just tugs at Canner's heartstrings so much that he's not going to have a choice but to, when he's a free agent, seek the opportunity to sign with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, he's making $18 million this year. It's the last year of his contract with the Knicks. Nerlens Noel is on a one-on-one. And maybe this is the reason. Maybe this is the reason the Thunder didn't sign Brooks Lopez. I don't know. And I understand that the Thunder don't want to pay that much for for him, and the Thunder still have luxury tax to consider. And you've got Jeremy Grant. And you're sort of moving in another direction. And but Canner, I mean, if you're going to have a guy like Nerlens Noel, Canner fits that bill pretty well. It just it makes sense that this is where his heart is. This is where his heart is always going to be. And it's not that he doesn't love New York. I think he's a guy that very much embraces that lifestyle and loves playing for the Knicks. But when, and I'll say when, when and if the opportunity presents itself, Ennis Cannon will be back here, even if it is late in his career, just to get that send off. And like many other guys, like... How put Nick Collison, Kendrick Perkins, all these players that Thunder fans have grown to love 
and his canner is certainly up there. And I would love to do a poll as far as where Canner is, as far as the all-time favorite Thunder players go. And I'm going to guess he's no worse than top seven for a lot of fans here in in Oklahoma City. That wraps up today's podcast. I'm Eric G. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Remember, you can listen always at LockedOnThunder.com. May the bridges you burn always light the way. Everybody love everybody. And remember, peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.